0: So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teladano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to
1: podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them.
3: We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford
0: Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us today. Who we got? Who we got? We got Hitmaker and Tink. Big Welcome. Tink,
6: not Ooh, the little one. Hey. Big Tink. What's hey. happening? Welcome,
7: guys. What's up, y'all? How's
6: look. it going? Tink, you don't look pregnant. Just want to throw that out there right <laughs> <for Charlamagne laughs> off the top. Why
7: did <laughs> you say <laughs> that? Because
6: everybody <laughs> was saying she was pregnant <laughs> online. Oh, they were? I
7: didn't even know no, thank that. Thank you yeah. for that. Because everybody's been thinking I've been pregnant for a while, and I'm glad you said that. Right. Some days we're just a little bloated. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I know. Now, Somebody
4: said I was pregnant today. Now, mm-hmm. Tink, we, we
0: gotta, I want to start with you. You know, when, when we first started The Breakfast Club, I don't even know, 12 years ago, and, and uh, Timberland played us, played you, you as an artist. We oh, Lord. fell in love long time ago. Long time. I've been a long time fan of Tink. You to be super duper successful. And you went through the, the ups Thank and downs, you. and lefts and rights, and roundabouts, and now you're here now. So for people that don't know who Tink mm-hmm. is, Explain to who who Tink is, how you got your first start, and to where you are now.
7: Yeah, Tink, y'all know me. I've been making music for a long time. I'm from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Since 2012, I've been dropping mixtapes, Winner's Diary, um, you know, I got signed with Timberland in 2015. We made some really dope music, but it didn't really work out, you know, the way I wanted it to.
0: But why um, didn't it work
7: out? Uh, I just felt like the situation wasn't a fit for me. I had a lot of people on the label that were kind of like hovering over my situation. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I wasn't as creative anymore. And we had we had a lot of disagreements, that's all. Um,
6: that album was classic. I actually Don't heard the album. Yeah, yeah. Charlamagne Don't heard the album. That was- it, it didn't it come out. Joints. It was Don't.
7: Think Tank. So that was in 2015. So, you know, it's just the label situations. A lot of people in the office were having, you know, silent beefs and it trickled down on the artists. Um, but I became independent in 18. Was it easy to get let go?
0: Was it easy to to, leave um, that deal? Nope,
7: not at all. I really had to, like, tighten up. I had to go and get an attorney, (laughs) switch attorneys. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to talk to your accountants and just switch the whole team up on the business side. So that took some time. It took, like, years. Um, So that's why I took a break in Mm -hmm. 2017. I backed off of music completely just to go get my life right.
3: Mm -hmm.
7: And, yeah, in 18, I was finally, you know, released. So uh, we had to do some um, negotiating behind the scenes but you know Tim, he let me, he let me go and do my thing, and yeah, I became independent. I signed my distribution deal with Empire, so I'm able to just really like release whatever I want, free again.
4: Mm-hmm.
7: And yeah, I've been making albums ever since, and it's really just been turning up. And you
4: got Gazi and Hitmaker here with you today, All right. so yeah, you already that's know that's big. Listen,
7: Gazi in the building too. Mm-hmm. I didn't even see Ozzy. <laughs> Shout out think, to Empire.
6: You think people always say they, they Tim Tim might have oversold you, like comparing you to the Aaliyahs and the Lauren Hills. Do you think that had a negative impact?
7: I do. It, it was a lot. Um, and the comparisons really, like, I caught a lot of backlash. You know, I dropped the the record Million. Yep. And it was a really dope song, but I felt like with him kind of like comparing me to her and, mm-hmm. you know, telling people I'm the next Aaliyah. You can't play with legends like that. And right. I had a lot of work to do at the time, so it wasn't really necessary. Um, and I remember we dropped the record with Jay-Z and Rick Ross. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Moving bass. Yeah. Actually, yeah. y'all yeah. premiered yeah. it, yeah. We got, what we got him in trouble for? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. y'all got him in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, Tim. But yeah, it was just a lot of things on the business end that weren't tight. Mm. And it kind of just affected everything. It was like a snowball
4: effect. What does that do to you creatively in a space where you want to do your music and you've been working on music for so long, but then the business is a mess? It just
7: holds up everything, the process. It, everything gets pushed back. Like, I had albums ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, I had music in the can, but the label couldn't promote my music because, you know, we had an album to release. So it was just like everything got put on hold. So as an artist, that's that's the worst thing. Like, I can't drop and I got heat. You know, I want to be in the market, too, and... You got somebody making a schedule for you. So, yeah, it just makes you kind of, like, kind of frustrated.
4: And how does that affect you as far as, like, wanting to sign somewhere else again? I'm really careful with with all my deals now. Like, I really had to get a new
7: attorney. I'm looking through my contracts now. I'm actually reading them word for word. I think when I was younger, I was, like, 19, so I was just signing. You know what I'm saying? Like, signing anything, and I wasn't checking things thoroughly. So now I'm on top of it, Mm -hmm. on top of everything. Now, do you that, that's,
6: with, that's a great question because, you that? know, Tink is very selective. Because over the years, I've hit Tink a million times. Like, yo, Tink, this person want to talk to you. This person want to talk to you. This person want to talk to you. And <laughs> I you know. was
7: going through things, Charlamagne. <laughs> I, I, I'm really, like, you know I'm really personable. But, mm-hmm. like, when you locked into a situation, you can't really talk to anyone at the time. Like, right. I was in deals, and I couldn't really move at the time, like, mm-hmm. how I wanted to. So that's all that was, you all know. hit makeup? man it's everything to be honest like
0: how'd y'all link how'd y'all get together
7: so i'm at empire i have been with empire for like some years and he recently last year came to empire yes sir so we linked at the studio um working on music you know what i'm saying it was real organic like i met him in uh, san francisco yeah so yeah we just met at the studio we started working on records and um i liked the process with him like we make it fun <laughs> It's not no pressure mm-hmm. Why you laughing? Because
2: it know? wasn't like that Off the rip You know what I'm saying Charlamagne already <laughs> she, just Said it You know what I'm saying she, she, You know she's she she very Very particular gaudy, About particular. things yeah. Yeah. I was introduced <laughs> to her You know mm-hmm. Just because Ghazi really um, Believed in me Like last time I was here I said, I, I actually got my gig with Atlantic Records from speaking uh, on, you know what, you what I'm saying, like records, cause, no, mm. <laughs> I was uh, speaking things to existence. There you go. And then um, I got my my gig, and I was running into Trials and Tribulations at Atlantic because I sold so many records for them, multiple number one records, kind of felt underappreciated, and Gazi came and, like, scooped me up, and it was a big deal for me, and it was like, yo, because leaving Atlantic and doing all these huge records or whatever, to in the Empire, people would look at it like, maybe you're going to an independent, like, yo, it's going to be rougher for you. But I actually, I got in there, I linked with Tink. We did the last album. Charlemagne actually opened up the last album. Appreciate you for doing that. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, I've done yeah. uh, Baddest, Chris Brown, Blue, uh, 2 Chains, Fireboy, Peru. I was able to orchestrate that record and have involved in that. So we rocking. I don't think people realize how talented Tink is, man. Oh, no, she the best.
7: Thank you, Charlamagne. Mm-hmm. Singing and rapping for a
6: long time. Yes.
7: Yeah, and I feel that too. But I feel like, man, the more that I'm kind of, like, releasing more music and I'm really able to push my product now. Like, before, when you sign to a label, you kind of, like, you have to play the back row sometimes, and the bigger artists get, you know, the biggest looks. Mm-hmm. So now my team, we're really putting it out there, and I think it's reaching a bigger audience now.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you ever want to give up? with everything that you were going through? Envy. Like, you know what, F that.
7: Yes. All the time. I took a break, and that was really, like, my moment where I was like, I don't know if I really need to be doing this. I'm not in the right space. Mm-hmm. It was messing with me mentally, you know, like, and I'm trying to take care of things at home. You know, I'm still in Chicago. So it was a lot. I always, you know.
0: What did you do during that, that break?
7: Moments. To be honest, I honestly, like, I was more so to myself. I kind of, like, stayed in the house for a long time, and... You know, I started approaching my records again, like how I would do before I got signed. So that's like writing in Chicago, writing at home. I just went back to what, you know, my home grounds and kind of just had to tighten up everything.
6: Mm-hmm. But you've never stopped making money off music though, because you do shows, nope. man.
7: Yeah, and that's the that's the best thing, like my fans, they really like hold me down from way back, like day one fans. Mm-hmm. So during that time period, they were still waiting and ready to support, so. Yeah, what was your
4: yeah. first impression of, of Ting? Me? Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
7: he
4: thought yeah. I was stuck up or... <laughs> standoffish, you know <laughs> well, what I'm saying, guarded
2: or whatever. But I mean, I I looked at it as a challenge, you know, because her not... her She's so talented that she never really collaborated with anyone in her whole process. She wouldn't let nobody in the studio. And to bring it full circle, talking about Tim, Tim was actually in Miami with us. I invited him to the studio while we were creating this process and I spoke to Tink about it. And he was around for <clears> the <throat> early stuff and Tim was telling us like, what? You got yeah, all these it's, niggas it's, in here? It's, it's she don't wow. never have nobody and she kicked me out the studio. But just to see the evolution of what she really does and like for her to open herself up. Because to me, my thought process is always like, if I got all these records at radio we gotta get you at radio we gotta take it mainstream and I think her redemption was selling out the Chicago Theater 3,500 seats by herself headlining that show Mm -hmm. having all Chicago female artists open up for you know what I'm saying shout out to GCI shout out to everybody there
4: What did you think when you first got in the studio with her? You were like, okay, this is what, like you said, you wanted to do more mainstream Mm -hmm. and radio type of songs. What did you think about her music prior to that?
2: I thought it was dope. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody knows the Million record, Bottom Bitch, you know, Mm -hmm. and then if you really dig deep into the rabbit hole, I actually... Before the session, you know, like I like to go do my little research or whatever because me and Tink, I'm probably seven, eight years older than Tink. So, like, she grew up in a different era in Chicago. We both from the city. Mm-hmm. So, I just went and did my research and I just was like, yo, where can I take this? How can I put this on a mainstream level to where everybody can see it and embrace it? You know, because she has her cult fan base, but now I just want everybody to appreciate it in the game. And what makes you want to do another album? Because, you
0: know, you're releasing the album. What makes you want to get back in the front and run around? and? You got to pay riff? for that jewelry. Nah, <laughs> nah, 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 I'm good, but... I um, seen little,
2: what were we like? Turkey leg <laughs> Cut. We got Turkey leg yeah. Cut doing the interviews. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you back outside. <laughs> yeah, I'm back outside. But to me, honestly, because um, I can. It's not really, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a big deal like that. To me, like, I love... Putting these records together, actually my record Down Bad features one of my songwriter buddies that's, that I write all these records with or whatever on the record and Fabulous and Jeremiah, it's top 40, it just came out, you know what I'm saying, a week ago it was number one most out of that urban radio. So. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just in a groove, you know. what I'm saying, like, when, the, when the shots clicking, you gonna, you gonna keep shooting, you know. what I'm mm-hmm. saying, I think everybody in the room can relate to that. How yeah. difficult
0: is it for you when you have to make a record, but you also have
2: artists that you're producing for? So, yeah, not you can at make all. a
0: record, Tink might want that record, but you like, damn, I might want that record
2: for myself. I mean, Envy, I've been working on my um, producer album since I was uh, at Atlantic. So, like, bro, like, I just give the record away. Like, if you want mm-hmm. it, I'm gonna go make another one. Right. Like, here, here, here. So, my, my music and my album has been reshaped several times. You know what I'm saying?
4: But do you guys clash on in the studio when it comes to creativity? What mm-hmm. are like what are some of the discussions you have? Who has you know, do you trust him to make yeah, decisions? I think,
7: I think the most thing like we probably clash on, I like to overdo my ad libs and like I'm real soulful about the music. So sometimes he'll tell me like, you know, just pull back a little bit. I'm like, nah, the song need a little uh 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 right mm-hmm. there. But it's small things. It's yeah. more so like the details about the music. It's not really big clashes. Yeah,
2: like we ain't gonna lie, we got great chemistry. Like I think. Yeah, the, it's fun
7: working yeah, with them, actually. The
2: the the, the only <laughs> moments that we might have, is, and that's why we're, our chemistry is super dope together, is that I go off feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. when it comes to music and how it makes me feel. She's a very cerebral thought process, think it through. Like you know what I'm saying? Time. Attention, attention to detail with exactly. everything. You know, and I, it, me, it's like oh that felt right, that's the moment, you know what I'm saying, let's go with it, you know? But she likes to go back and really fine tooth comb things, and which I learned a lot from her in that process as well. And y'all got the record Goofy. Isn't Goofy like fighting words in Chicago? Yeah. <laughs> Did you get shot for
6: calling somebody a Goofy in Chicago? Yeah.
7: yeah, you gotta hear the song though, she herself say, man. A man. No, no. I, I was saying more so like, I'm crazy in love. <laughs> when I thought about it, when I when I hear it back, and now that it, you know, people are reacting to it, I'm like, man, Goofy is a strong word. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess I'm saying like y'all, I'm being, sometimes we crazy in love, we make decisions that we normally wouldn't when we really love somebody. So yeah, sometimes it can it can come off like we being goofy.
6: Is it hard for you to <laughs> uh, find love, Tink, because you are Tink?
7: So, I mean, yeah, it's a real thing. Like, it's so hard meeting people that understand this, I guess, lifestyle. Or, and just me as a person, I'm so in, I'm an intellectual. Mm-hmm. You know me, I'm a thinker, very mature. So yeah, this generation is is a little weird. It's like you know. People don't really be on my same wavelength mm-hmm. like that. How do you we don't see you posting nobody or like, nothing. And that's the thing, I have a hard time like working around too many people because then you have a lot of people like dropping their opinions or, in my case, I make music for women too. So a lot of times it's guys in the studio. So I need to like clear the, you know, just mm-hmm. clear the room so I can say what I want to say mm-hmm. without feeling any, you know, pressure from nobody. So that's all it is. I just like to be comfortable so I can like get my, you know, get my vibe off.
6: So who's the guy that's gonna hear this record and be like, oh, she talking about me. I made her, I made her a
3: goofy.
7: Oh Does Lord, know I is? hate to think of it like that. That's giving people too much, like, <laughs> right.
3: But it's for, it's for all of
7: us. It could be for a lot of people, not like that, but it could be for a lot of guys. Like, I speak for all the women, not just, you know, myself, so.
6: Cause you, you said, I, I saw you say uh, your main goal was to keep it all the way 100. That's why you shot the video in Chicago, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So.
2: You know, you gonna tell
6: yeah. me the truth. I'm assuming Uh-oh. it's based on w- nah. well, one of y'all. Yo, shoot. Hey yo, bro. <laughs> that,
2: that <laughs> not like that. Um, like
4: you know something.
2: Nah, as far as Goofy and this, what the funny thing is, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, we actually had the pleasure to work with Rico Love and collaborate on this record, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. we were playing a beat and we was vibing to it, and he came in and kind of like he said the, go- he the he wrote the the, the, the Dick Got Me Goofy part, and I was so, like, oh, so that
7: that was the like, vibe he threw out there first.
2: And she just went and
7: I do ran down make, the
6: street a with And I was like, oh, okay. Please say yeah. you got that reference track, just in case we ever need the black men. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, Nigel.
2: Hey, yo, Nigel. And I'm play, not yo, not playing around. I'm playing around. know that feeling. <laughs> Oh, no, y'all got some uh, some quotables in these streets, for real.
0: Yeah, you know, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to ask, you know, when, when, when Berg was out, there was right. there was a a, a $5,000 Berg, a $10,000 Berg, right. now to where you're at now. So mm-hmm. do those people still come to you that knew you back then and be like, I need I need that old Berg price, And but you're like, yeah. no, nah, that doesn't exist anymore. I'm hit making that.
2: Nah, I'm not even going to lie. Like, right now... I haven't really been taking like too many advances, and I have song deals with every company that's in the business. So it's mm-hmm. like it's a slated fee. And if I really like you and I rock with you, I probably won't charge you because it's like what I'm gonna tell you. Like, um, like Busta Rhymes has a new single that I just did with Bia coming out. I can't charge Busta. What I'm saying, you'll pay me sixty grand, pay me my rate. Like, but and Busta is a legend. Like, same way y'all see me with Terror Squad chains. Like, I can mm-hmm. never charge Fat Joe. You know what I'm saying? So. Or tink. Tink I don't charge Tink You know what I'm saying I, You know it's, it's a vibe I, mean, I, I ain't gonna lie Not I right have charge Tink you. you know what I'm you know saying
5: Tell us if you get an invoice yeah. In yeah. The year, right. Tell 80. us if you know you to get 80. an invoice It was early It, it was, was early now. <laughs> we are,
2: now we gotta understand it, And we partners We and her we, we like We so locked in With everything we got going on It's my partner Like I ain't gonna lie Like she involved with my career I'm involved with her career We making decisions together And bossing up together
4: Tink Do you write for other artists too?
7: I do, at a point in time, like, I was writing. Actually, people don't know this, but I was writing for Rihanna's camp. I knew that. Yeah, Charlemagne did know that. Mm -hmm. I was writing for Rihanna, and um, I haven't really written lately because I've been so focused, but when I take my breaks and, you know, there's periods of time where I'm not dropping a lot of music, I'm still working in, you know, shopping records.
6: Do you ever get frustrated? Like, I know I'm better than 95% of all of these people out here.
7: The thought know. crosses my mind, but it don't frustrate frustrate me. It kind of like kind of turn me up a little more. Like, man, when my time come or when it's really that, it's like it ain't gonna be no stopping. Cause if that's what y'all really love, it's like wait till a real one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Can run the whole game. But I don't get frustrated no more. I'm in a great space, Charlamagne. I'm making I'm making a nice a nice bag now.
5: Mm-hmm.
7: So that's what that's what it's really about. Like, I think people get frustrated when they're not receiving, you know, receiving mm-hmm. a reward. Mm-hmm. I've been getting mine, so I'm had, happy for everybody right now.
5: I
6: had an argument with an executive one time because you know they were saying how dope you are, blah blah blah, and they literally said to me, "But I just don't think she'll pop pop because she dark skinned What? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna ever say the person's name. You but, know
7: what? I'm not even surprised uh, yeah. to hear that. That's the way of this industry, y'all. It's it's really it's sad to hear it, but at the same mm-hmm. time, like whatever, we hear that we hear that shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Um. And to me, that's what makes me even more dope because it's like, man, people really like me for my talent. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have to do, you know what I'm saying? I don't have to be anybody else or it's really about my music. So, like, I can run the game for as long as I want. Like, no matter what I'm coming out the house looking like, they're going to love me for my music.
6: I actually said to them, no, that's the reason she would because she represents for a whole Mm -hmm. group of people that see all that melanin. And they like, oh, okay, she looks like
7: us. But it's a new day now you know like people gotta really come get around me and see what's going on now mm-hmm. so
6: then she gets busy well, is
0: that was,
7: is right. that a real you is
4: still that... live in chicago
7: so i'm in chicago but i'm also in la mm-hmm. a whole lot because
4: so i, I go to chicago connection too between oh, y'all just to know that like you guys yeah, are we got a lot chicago. in
7: common me and him got a lot in common
6: tell the truth executive hitmaker you hear things
2: like that right about artists especially um, women artists I've not not necessarily um uh, about skin color or whatever, but I've just seen people make so many wrong decisions and even with uh with my departure from Atlantic Records, like this is what happened. Someone LA Reed offered me a label deal. And um I came back to Craig and I was just like, Yo, like, bro, like, I know I work for y'all but this guy want to give me a label deal is this big amount of money you know let me go get my bag you know I'll still create the hits and do whatever I need to do and he was like nah you can't do that you can't do that and then they offer me a deal and um, I don't think that they gave me the deal because they wanted, they believed in me to get the deal. They just gave me the deal to keep me in that system and keep me locked in or whatever, and just oh. pacify me in the situation. And I wanted to grow and elevate and work with up and coming artists and work with different people, sign people, work with artists like Tink. Cause I was thinking, L. A. Reid offered me like, man, like you could just work with whatever artist in his label, and if it works out, we'll put them under your banner. You know what I'm saying? Similar to game in 50 cent or something like that how he has all these different acts that were signed so i was really trying to elevate but i think that the game man is gonna be the game look at me i'm youngberg i'm iceberg i'm Hitmaker. i got a documentary i got all type of stuff coming soon so it if you stay in it long enough man you're gonna see a lot man what you missed the rapping at all you miss it well, hell no
3: <laughs>
2: like come on like that shit is so like it's a dangerous job it's da- more dangerous than ever right now and then not only that uh it's a self-serving, like, probably like an ego thing, stroke ego, why I would want to do that right now or rap. Like, I honestly want to be behind the people that's really doing it and killing it because I've experienced it, and I think there's not enough executives that have actually been artists before and been on the other side to really know and appreciate the artists and know where the artist is coming from and actually be in the trenches making the records with them.
4: Are you going to work with RSVP? I
2: already did like and there's no bullshit they got one <laughs> and them niggas is the funniest <laughs> niggas ever like yo when y'all have a breakfast club with Ray J and, and all of them boy y'all go, it's gonna be, it's gonna be it's going down in history it's gonna be like Irv Gotti drink champs like it's gonna Ray be big, oh, <laughs> it's gonna be a Ray big J is a marketing yeah. genius Bro.
6: Like, Ray J is it, there is nothing dumb about Ray J anybody <laughs> who thinks that is a goddamn fool Ray J knows exactly what he's doing Absolutely. at all times and I cannot <laughs> wait to see how he rolls out RSVP
2: exactly yo
6: now what about uh, A1 Bentley he said you don't make your own beats and you rely on other producers like OG Parker and Smash David how you respond to that Uh, Mm -hmm. I do
2: (laughs) I don't make I don't make beats I, i'm a curator of everything you know what i'm saying like i come up with the ideas i'm the person that says you know what he's like did he? i want to yeah i want to i want to sample this and i have a guy that replays everything for me and mm-hmm. similar to cater or i want to do this and i want to do that and i get with the right people and i put the right people in the room i'll write the record with the people as you can see on my instagram or whatever but i don't program beats I, i'm not i'm too 88 and like i want to i want to do too much to really sit down and like program beats. Have I programmed beats before? Absolutely. On songs that have came out before that have plaques to them? Absolutely. But when you working with this heavy volume or whatever like no one man can sit there and lie like oh I did everything myself so even if a person that programs beats he didn't do everything Timberland had Danger and Scott Storch mm-hmm. and everything so I think that that's the dirt they throw on you when you get real successful and then it's like oh well you don't do this and do that and shout out to A1 and man I didn't find nothing wrong with it hold oh, on you don't make deep. no beats at all or you do make beats you just don't make all the beats no I, what I do is I'm the producer behind the whole session I'm the person that brings together. in everything you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I'm the like I'm the orchestrator I'm the Quincy Jones of this shit you know what I'm saying so I know the right people to work with I know the right people to pull in I know what drum loop I want to use I want to know what top line I want to use what music bed I want to put behind this I actually
4: facilitate the whole that's what a lot, lot of major move. producers do yeah. they don't sit there themselves and mm-hmm. like
6: they've always said that about
2: yeah. Diddy
4: yeah
6: Khaled mm-hmm. you hear that about Dre sometime?
4: Since you that's w- great
2: company. Shit.
4: Yeah. And it, and also I ain't
6: people.
2: put you in that company
6: now. It I just also, say, oh, that's it shit. It <laughs> But it also helps
1: cut other
4: people on who are talented. But and it, so you think about I Diddy. think that's think important. About,
0: think about all the producers that were there. If it wasn't for Diddy, they wouldn't have connected. Diddy yeah, would wanna yeah, take yeah, this yeah. sample, yeah. put this the harmony there, put yeah. that, that's all that, that he does. And and I was talking to Fat Joe and he was like, When it comes to that, you're a genius. You know how to pull the beats where the hook should go, where the drop should go. He was like, people think it's an easy job, but he was like, it's like the weather. And spotting uh, yeah.
4: talented producers too, like nah. to say, yep. this person's really dope, I'ma put them on, put them in position, get them a check, and then they could blow up too. Here's that. a quick yep.
2: example, because I want to give it back to think, like forgive me. Uh, a Boogie, look back at it, The the song was six minutes long when they had it, I was at A&R at the company and also a producer. They gave me a song. I went to Hawaii with Boogie. He gave me all the files. I shortened the song, added the snap, and turned it into a three-minute and 30-second record and rearranged the whole song, and that's the song that y'all got from a six-minute record. So if that ain't producing, I don't know what producing is.
7: Do
6: you care, Tink, if he doesn't do his own beats? It don't matter,
4: right? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't care. Yeah. Well, Tink, you yeah. up the, you guys brought up the song Cater. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that song. Whose idea was that to do? I remember... First of all, I love that song, and I love the idea of catering, you yes. know, Thank you. to somebody and give being vulnerable enough and trusting somebody enough because it does take mm-hmm. vulnerability and trust to feel like I want to cater to you. So, whose idea was it? How did that all come about with sampling Cater? And
7: yeah, Cater was my idea. He asked me like, you know, what's the list of songs that you want to, you know, I guess sample or reference on your album? Cater was the first one on the list, and he actually brought the beat in the next day. So when you mentioned like, do you really care? It's really, he really does a, he plays a big part in like making these records because he'll go out and put a beat together in 24 hours. Next day I went in the studio, I laid down the verses. I wrote that one myself, so it kind of just fell, you know. I wrote it really quickly. But yeah, that's how that record came about. Next day after I wrote it, he goes back in and adds in the drums and whistles. We called 2
4: Chains, Um
7: and yeah, 2 Chains. he heard it, he loved it. It was real organic.
4: What do you do to spoil your man?
7: What I do to spoil him? I like to buy gifts. I like to take trips. Um, and you
4: I like you to paying? do a lot.
7: Well, it's not that I'm paying, but, <laughs> but I will accompany I will you. come and like set things up, and, you know, it's it's equal love. Uh-oh. Now, now, we, we have, we we
6: have now, something for Now, oh, when we talk... We
4: I didn't know the the it was a secret that Ghazi was here. Hey. Hey.
7: Hey. 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 Was
6: about hey. about Congratulations,
7: Tank. Big gold record.
4: Thank Sing you. Hey. Certified, baby. Hey. This is my first.
7: That's your first black? I know Charlotte. Wow. Congratulations. congratulations yeah, she was so cool hey. with her reaction. She was Thank just like, you. oh. No, this is big. Y'all know I'm just a calm, chill girl. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, like, y'all, this is
6: great. Yeah, I ain't, no, no man going to pay for no trips once they see that
2: gold plaque. She, she, got, got, she got all the money. She going to cry in the car, man. You know? <laughs> she she going to yeah. cry in the car. Yeah. You going to pass
6: it back? I'm going to cry with you about so. the crying. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Somebody, I really, really appreciate it. I really
6: appreciate it. Now, how do you know when a man is worthy (laughs) to be catered to?
5: Mm.
7: You know when he's worthy when he actually shows you that he cares and he puts in effort and it's not just all talk. Um, It takes time, though. It's nothing, you know. I'm not saying I'm catering the first week, Mm -hmm. first month. But, you know, after a while, you got to get to know somebody because, like I say, the honeymoon stage is real. So Mm -hmm. it takes time and you really got to be around someone a lot to feel them out and know what's genuine and what's you know just to get to you you know what I'm saying? What's like you'll biggest? cook
4: for him and stuff like that
7: i'll cook mm-hmm. a lot of times though i'm really not even like at home with like enough to make a meal what's your but dish
4: what's your go-to you I know you to that, i so, love huh?
7: to make like <laughs> i do this steak and i put it in the oven and i add the <laughs> potatoes listen no it's good steak in the oven, steak in the oven. Like- so <laughs> it cooks like a roast and you add the potatoes, mm-hmm. and then you want to put a vegetable on the side, asparagus. Um, I might do, you know. We need a video.
6: I would. You're <laughs>
7: No, it's so good. It's really? similar to, like, a, a roast. Okay. So it's really tender, and it just, you know, it, it kind of, like, just falls apart. Similar to a roast.
4: Yeah. Now, what well, the songs are my on favorite. that uh, list of wanting to sample? Mine, The Boy Is Mine. Yeah, Now that song, yeah. I
7: sampled that song with. Well. We put it together. Yeah, it's featuring song. Money Long. Um but that record was—it became a little issue. If we being honest, that was one of the harder records to clear. Really? Yes, you I was sweating. Um, I guess on Brandy's side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Brandy, but it was like a process. We had to have a few conversations and.
0: She had to hear the record first.
7: She had to hear it. Um, but yeah, it was just a, it was just like, you know, she wanted to really make sure that it was uh, in good hands. Yeah,
2: and the, and to say to piggyback off of that. Um, I've worked, I've, you know, I've been close to Ray J for yeah, my so whole career. I've been close to Brandy my whole career. Okay. And, um, you know, she's very particular about people remixing or flipping or sampling her records. Like, I brought her to the studio before, and I was, like, playing records that I flipped to hers. This is a few years back. And she was like, no, let me sing my own records. So, like, she's very particular about that. But what I can say is that, you know, um, at the end of the day, it made the project, and we really appreciate her. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all get to hear Tink and Money Long That's do something we crazy. Money like, Long, for okay. real, for real. I can't yeah. see...
6: You fighting over no man, Tink?
7: I can't see it either. <laughs> I'm really not even, like, the type to argue with nobody mm-hmm. about no man. Well, I mm-hmm. know no goofy. Y'all have never seen me argue about no man. Mm-mm. Well, never seen me argue in general.
4: But you mm-hmm. have gotten goofy, though.
7: Yeah, I'll admit that. I can get crazy about him and make a make a crazy decision. But I think arguing with another woman,
4: what if nobody's ever that's like ba- kind of like...
7: backwards. It's like the guy's more of the issue than mm-hmm. that woman.
4: You never got a DM like, side. like, you know, that guy, you know, I mess with him, too.
7: Yeah, I've had a few DMs. Damn it, man. Um, you can't
4: Can you respond.
7: That's my thing. Like, if you respond, you're going to give them, they're going to have confirmation. So I don't say nothing. Like I say, I bring it to the guy. You know what I'm saying? Because it could be harder than somebody do? else tomorrow. <laughs> lie, oh, lies. my God. After he lies,
4: baby. Like, uh, what's this? What would you say?
2: Mm-mm. I don't know what she's talking about See? I don't even know what you're talking about right now <laughs> <laughs> that's right don't practice bad habits I'm
7: dead
2: now what's the most
6: you ever spent on a man
7: mm. he's very
0: into this for some reason
7: I think the most maybe 20 25 or what brand. I like to buy jewelry um, I like to buy designer nice pieces nice mm-hmm. coats jackets
6: yeah. you take it back when things don't go right
7: I want to
5: you
7: I know. I'm not like that. I want so you think about it in your head like I should never, uh, I should never spend that. But how
0: does a guy? How does a guy kick it to you? How do they meet you? Cause you, you say you don't go out as much. so How do they kick it to you?
7: It happens on rare occasions. That's the thing. I'm not an internet girl. Like mm-hmm. you'd have to really see me outside. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, in passing at an event. I don't know, at the studio or. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of, that's why I say you got to really be involved in this lifestyle to kind of meet me, because all yeah, I do is music. I don't have time to really go to the clubs and kick it right. every weekend. So, yeah, it has to be, like, in passing. Rare occasion.
4: Now, what other <laughs> songs did you say you wanted to flip? I want to hear some other ones that you put on that list. Um, if you man, ain't what did yet? we put really on the list? Too much of it. I wouldn't say too much of it. Right. But what made it? What songs, so people know? Kater, I know it's... Kater, Kater made
7: it. That was the first one, of course. The oh, Boy Is Mine. The Boy Is was one. mm mm-hmm. Also mm-hmm. I also had a few records. Um, did I have like some TLC joints on there? No, uh, we got There's a one lot of girl on, groups. i am always trying Back to flip. That's
2: on there. That's kind of like uh, knocking the boots. It's a little, mm. a little there
7: vibe we go. Knocking the boots. I think I put Computer Love on there. Mm. I'm a big fan of like old school '90s
4: mm. and Stevie Wonder
2: vibes. Yeah, it's a little vibes on there. Mm. Yeah, it's yes. like, but it's Stevie a sixteen. It's sixteen there. tracks, so mm-hmm. it's crazy.
6: With this album Pillow Talk coming, what does success look like for both of
7: y'all? Mm, that's a great question. To me, success To me, success is what we're doing, like, growing my audience. You know what I mean? It's not even about, like, an amount or a bag. It's more so, like, reaching further than Chicago and what I've been doing. So I feel successful with the first album, Hit at the Moment. We came with that one. I had no idea that it would be, like, you know, number one on Apple. And, you know, we had some great moments within that record. And it really it lasted. You know what I'm saying? They really took to it. So with this one, I just want to keep progressing, like, I want to make sure that I'm growing my audience and not just staying in one one lane.
2: Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, for me, uh, honestly, it's just doing whatever I can to make sure that she receives every flower she deserves, you know? Mm-hmm. And whatever yeah. it means, carrying the bags, you know what I'm saying? Uh, producing a song, writing there, sitting on the phone for two hours while we talk about things, game planning, sitting with guys, flying across country, anything, being at the breakfast club. I just want to make sure that she gets the proper look that she needs because she's a she's a gem to the, to the music business and to just in general, in life, for real.
4: Thank is you. It, and I will
7: say, too, he's also helped me. You know, I've never really had a big, big radio record Keder is doing well. Yeah, it's really it's about, really, it's about to be top twenty, so that's Appreciate that's y'all. success for me. You know, mm-hmm. that's different. That's mm-hmm. something different outside of what I've been on, because I'm not crazy too crazy about like man, I need to have a radio record. But when he came around, he was like, you know, embody, embrace radio, mm-hmm. and now I'm, you know, pushing, coming like, to I've see been everybody Keder for a long time. Yeah, Thank y'all. You know, so like, it. yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. Too, like. like top twenty, that's that's rare for me too. So. And we got Success. to win this is your first gold plaque, so yeah. congratulations yeah. again. Yeah. That's, that's heavy. Independently, y'all, this is a big deal.
6: And speaking of doing stuff like this, you know, <laughs> you always let your guard down in your music. Are you letting your guard down more when you sit down and have these conversations? Exactly. Yeah.
7: Exactly. And that's why I say, like, having somebody like Hitmaker, he'll be in my ear. Like, you know, certain things you want to do and it's okay to open up and talk to the executives and talk to the, the you know,
2: yeah. is it
7: the PRs? and
2: yeah. I, Things like that. I think it's important. I come from that that clout from being an artist. I think that a lot of people get caught in the streaming era right now, where artists that um, are up and coming or just new to the game, will be like, "Well, I'm streaming, so I don't give a fuck. I don't need to talk to nobody. Mm-hmm. Like this, I'm putting money in my pocket." But I'm, I'm a prime example that relationships in this business last forever. So you want to make sure you reach out and get very like personable with people because you never know what they might be able to do for you or what you might be able to do for them. It's a very relationship based, you know what I'm saying? Business, and I'm super. Super yeah. proud of her, man, because she, you know, from where we started to where we at right now is just truly a blessing and now we about to take this shit even all the way to the top. for real, Man,
6: Hitmaker, I'm glad you're standing next to Tink like this, man. Round of mm-hmm. applause to you because Tink you. is the shit. She's yeah, been same. the shit oh, and you, the best is yet to come for her. Yeah, and you know, he's man.
4: glad too, trust me. Hey,
6: yeah. yeah, chill. Let's And Tink, wait,
4: I want to ask you this. She then, makes and you and look good,
2: ask, Hitmaker.
6: Since like you that. brought
4: up um, <laughs> relationships and things like that, are there's, what about sisterhood when it comes to the music? What women would you feel like, okay, these are people that I know I could call this is who I would love to do a Mm. tour with or collaborate more with you know I want to go on tour or even do a record with
7: Summer Walker Mm. Mm. a lot of times people really have been like trying so hard to like they put me and they put all of us against each other so much or they just compare us so I think that would be really dope I like what she does and I love her music um there's plenty of artists in the game especially R&B we got like Ari Lennox Mm -hmm. she's very special her voice is crazy um SZA Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, me and SZA, we always, like, commenting. Little things like that go a long way sometimes, yeah. just showing that support. Like, I see you, girl. You look good. And, you know, the subtle things make a big difference in this game.
6: They all big you up. SZA, I seen SZA, Cardi, JT from the city, Girls. Yes, They've JT, all big you up.
7: Cardi. Yeah, that was that was very big. I think uh, maybe a year ago, Cardi just made a statement like, yo, it's time. And, you know, we got to stop. Just stop playing with her. She really mm-hmm. putting in work. It was something to that degree. So that's big, you know what I'm saying? Like, women, we so, like, competitive, and it's so easy for y'all guys to link up and make make things happen. Um, but, yeah, I'm all for the women uniting. You know, I would love to go on tour with all those girls. All right.
0: Let's get into
2: it. the single. What y'all want to hear? Yo, yeah, let's let's, let's play, take, um, yeah, top 20, you know Katie. what I'm saying? Let's keep Kata going, and then Goofy coming right after this, you know let's what I'm saying? Let's play Movo. Yeah, both play them both. Let's play oh, both. Let's Appreciate y'all, man, right. for real. Well, let's do it. It's Hitmaker. It's when you t- t- talk coming up?
4: Pillow
7: Talk, yeah. That's August 19th.
4: August 19th. You know, so and that's next any, Friday. Is there anything you want to manifest or <laughs> lie about and throw out there now? <laughs> oh, Do you man. What did he lie
6: about? I, 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 <laughs> I didn't it. lie. He said he had a deal. That's how he got the deal.
4: Let's
7: Manifestation.
2: um mm-hmm. I don't think he lied. He probably was in negotiation Oh, you said he lied. No, I didn't lie. I was <laughs> talking to people, and then it happened that way. uh I just want to manifest. uh Tink is triple platinum yeah, right now. Triple platinum for Tink right now. We're talking triple
0: platinum right
1: now. There
2: you go, guys. He running back. And please. thank you for my flowers, Tink. <laughs> I appreciate
1: it. Yes, thank you. Andrew, Andrew, look, congratulations. congratulations. All right,
0: it's hitmaker. It's Tink. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.